Hey, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everyone. Power Life TV broadcast. Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. It is Wednesday. Wednesday. Our favorite day, Wednesday. The day that the world calls hump day. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Well, we we, we call it, it the day that the Lord has made. This is the made. day that the Lord has made. We, we will, will rejoice and, and be glad, glad in it. it. Yeah. How about that? So, um, you know, we're back. Everyone has been <laughs> I, not really asking us, but I've been hearing it in my spirit. You know, where is Pastor Brian and Pastor Tasha? When are they going to, you know, when are they coming back on? You know, why do they Whoopsie. miss so much? Well, right now we have a lot going on as far as family and different things. And we have, we have a priority to uh, make sure that we have our children um, where they need to be safely. And so yesterday we were out. Monday was July 4th. Uh, happy 4th to everyone. Uh, belated 4th. And so we're back. We're going we're gonna to be, let me just say it like this. Use your faith with us. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to have a full-blown studio in our first building that we build. Or else our brand new home. Oh, our brand new home. But we're going to, we're going, but we're going to, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a studio where we have it professionally uh, recorded, and we'll we'll go ahead of time and record it and and come back so that you don't miss a broadcast, you yeah. don't miss an episode. Uh, one of the things that I know from the Lord is that if we look for ways to get the word out, God will look for ways to get the wealth in, and we're living in the season okay. of the great wealth transfer. So we're seeing it all over. It's time for you to experience it. If you haven't been experiencing it, uh, the first way you're going to experience it is you're going to begin to declare it, that this is my season for the wealth transfer and that uh, restoration comes to me now. So um, we're working on this. We're getting this. I know y'all enjoy these broadcasts. Make sure you share the videos. Get it out to as many people as you can. We thank you so much for the faithful ones that have come on and never left us, never forsaken us. You know, we thank you so much. Thank you so much to um, those that have joined our YouTube page. Please, 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 if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, go out there and subscribe today. Subscribe, hit the subscribe button, notify, and then, of course, like the video. That's right. That's right. Leave a comment. Leave a good comment. Leave a good comment. <laughs> Leave a God comment. Come on. Amen. So we're dealing with, um, we've been dealing with some areas. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Family good, and marriage. Good things. You know, I'm teaching a series on Wednesday nights called Relationship Matters. Mm. And uh, this is just part of it. Mm -hmm. Dealing with, um, you know, the laws of priority. What are God's laws? How, how are we supposed to get along with each other? Tonight is going to be good. Make sure you come to Rayma Cafe tonight. It's going to be at uh, seven o'clock, we're going to have uh, about 645 confessions and then seven o'clock word. Make sure you're here or online watching with us. Uh, we're going to be dealing with relationship matters. So let's jump back into this. OK, well, uh, first of all, our foundational scripture comes out of Genesis. OK. Oh, you find this same scripture both in Genesis. You find it in Matthew and you find it in Ephesians where right. where God references this very thing three times at least three times in the bible and in genesis 2 24 through 25 it says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife 
and they shall become one flesh, yeah. one flesh. So what is God wanting in marriage? What does he want out of family? He, I mean, really, he wants out of marriage for us to be of one flesh. Mm-hmm. Then marriage, of course, serves as a foundation for every other institution. Yeah. Every other institution yeah. is built upon it's the, the foundation, foundation yeah. of family. Mm-hmm. And so it says that they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed, which goes to show that as long as you do things God's way, it is the right way. Yeah, that's right. You know, mm-hmm. guilt and shame only come when there has been sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. say it again. Yeah. Guilt and shame only comes when there has been sin. Yeah. And then and then also there's an awareness of, of sin consciousness. You know, when you when you think about this, you think about guilt and shame. You're thinking you're more aware of your sin than you are aware of, of, God's, your, of God's righteousness and God's right. righteous holy ways. And, and I that say he God's righteousness yeah. because He is the one who provides it. Yeah, right? yeah, He's the one we that made you righteous. We are in a righteous. position to receive it. That's it. Right? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then, so in nine, in Matthew 19 and five through six, it says, "And said, and said, for this cause shall a man." leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and that the two shall become one flesh. I like that because it mentions process. Yeah. It mentions process. You might say, well, me and my wife, we're not one flesh or me and my husband, we're not one flesh. Well, guess what? It might take a process for Mm. you to uh, understand and come up to the revelation of where you should be and whose you should be and how you should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guess what? You can get that revelation through study of the word. Mm-hmm. And so it says, so that they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put us under. Right. So right here, he's pointing to man's attempt to fix what God made perfect in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that man can't do what God did. Yeah, God exactly. put them together. And so if God is not tearing them apart, why would you? Yeah, yeah. And so. Which is the result of sin. Yes, absolutely. Four basic laws of marriage is the law of priority. And it just means that love begins with priorities. Mm -hmm. You want to know what the major problem is in your marriage or in your relationship? Improper priorities. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, hey, I have children. You know, they come first. I have a job. It comes first. You know, I have uh, things to do. My car broke down this morning. It comes first. My hobbies. But if you read throughout the Bible, it is always telling you that when you put things in the wrong order on a foundational level, you have missed God. That's right. That's right. Come on. Uh, remember the scripture where it says that the the traveling man was saying uh, to follow me. And the people were saying, no, I got to go bury my father. Mm -hmm. No, I've just taken a wife. I got to go Mm -hmm. satisfy my wife. Well, so they had all these excuses for not doing what God said to do. And what God is saying is when your priorities are out of whack, Mm -hmm. every other area of your life is going to be out of whack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is what we're talking about. Yeah. And it takes commitment. Priorities take commitment and you have to be dedicated and disciplined. That's the word I'm looking for, discipline. Um, when it comes to this this law of priority, mm-hmm. you know, because it works every time since it's called a law. But if you're not disciplined in these things, right? You exactly. know, you're gonna you're gonna easily fall into a, a trap where you're fi- finding yourself and your family and things that you so enjoy become very vulnerable. Yes. And so then the next thing, you know, the other laws that are mentioned here, which we're not going to get too deep into these things, there's the law of pursuit, which means this. Listen, if you don't work, 
yeah. toward Come a on. better relationship. Yeah. Don't be surprised that you don't have a better relationship. It takes energy. It takes, it takes energy. Uh, you know, just real quick, the four things you need in order to have a really great relationship, you're going to need to sac- you're going to have love is measured by sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's measured by time. Mm-hmm. It's measured by the energy you put into it and your attitude. Mm-hmm. Attitude is the biggest thing, I That's think. Right. Uh, so, you know, law of pursuit means it's marriage is work. Then there's a the law of possession. Like I said, I'm not going to get into it, but what is the goal? It's being one oneness. And it, that has to do with the law of possession. It means there's no mine. Yeah. Okay. And his, mm-hmm. there's only ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you, when you hear that word possession, you know, <laughs> people tend to say, well, you know, you're not my, I'm not your possession. You know, you don't own me. But it doesn't because it's not that's not what you're referring to. I tell you what, today we're gonna talk about the blended family. And if you don't jointly own, yeah, come on. If you don't jointly possess mm-hmm. those children, yeah, there is gonna be a problem in your marriage. Yeah. Like I said, it goes right back to the foundational law of possession. Mm-hmm. And what God says in his word is this: I'm the one who created the order. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow it, you're going to have ripples. Mm-hmm. You're going to have currents. Well, you're going to have undercurrents yeah. that are not of me. That's just like a manufacturer. You know, he created the car. He told you how the car works, what you must do to keep the car going. If you want to go and put some, you know, some detergent in your gas tank because it hey, smells you know. good, you know, you do what you want to do, but that car's not going to work. That car's going to probably tear down on you, and you and you can't blame God or the manufacturer for why this car broke down. You That's have right. to apply the laws and the rules that was prescribed by the manufacturer. Yes, and so then the last thing that these that you get out of Genesis two and twenty four is this law of purity. Now, listen, at a foundational level, if you have no trust, mm-hmm. you do not have a relationship. Mm-hmm. If right. you don't, all trust right. is based on truth. And you might say, well, guess what? Uh, you know, my husband or my wife lied to me. And so now I'm done. Let me tell you something. You have at some point broken mm-hmm. the law of trust. Yeah. You have broken the law of purity. You have broken the laws that cause uh there to be purity and openness so what god put in place was the law of forgiveness Mm -hmm. also the law of seed time and harvest given it shall be given unto you yeah so if you don't want to be lied to don't lie yeah well that's what the the world calls it karma you know the world calls it karma but god created all things there's no such thing as karma there's only you know what god says that's right and so really what you create when you have trust based on truth is an openness Mm -hmm. the bible says that they were both naked and exposed before each other and were not ashamed because there was no sin why because they stuck to the law of purity Mm -hmm. which created something called openness if you feel like your spouse is not open to you then you need to cultivate an atmosphere of openness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have to start with the foundational laws of truth and trust. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, you don't have openness. Mm. So you got to sow the seeds. You got to sow the seeds. That's good. So we're going to get back to what we have been talking about. And this is the <laughs> blended the- family. Uh, can you tell me, 
what has been your experience with the blended family? Are they usually relationships that are just so uh, that uh, flow well, or is there a lot of controversy in a blended family? Well, you know, typically speaking, typically speaking, you know, we have a lot of families nowadays that are blended. You know, we have situations where you know whether there's divorce or breakup or people have children you know prior to marriage and and so you you have a lot of dynamics but one thing one constant that remains uh in the blended family is when a person allows god to direct them in the way that they should go mm-hmm. uh whether it's it's fighting with the children or you know the, the spouse fighting with the ex uh the new spouse fighting with the ex-spouse or ex-boyfriend, you know, if you do things God's way Mm -hmm. and you don't violate that law, Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the law of Moses or any command, 10 commandments, but I'm talking about the the laws of God. If you don't violate those laws and you apply some of the things that we're saying here, well, I I see, I've seen um, families flow well together. I have too. When they apply the laws. When they apply the laws. When yeah, don't 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 laws. violate the laws. Yes. And and here's the thing, you know, we have to remember the the structure and the order. The children don't run the parents. Mm-hmm. And uh the parents need to be parents. You know, so we have to we I want to get into some of the things that we um that you know, especially when it deals with this blended family, because a lot of times people hear what we're saying and then they go, well, prove it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the proof is in the pudding, actually. Yeah. You know, but uh, and and actually the proof of the dysfunction is also in the pudding. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the things that we mentioned is, you know, that, you know, you're going to start out often. Uh, you know, you need to have be resolute mm-hmm. in your feelings towards your ex-spouse. In mm-hmm. other words, when you break up with someone you know, it really tears at the soul. Once you're joined together, mm-hmm. the Bible says that no man put asunder. And the reason why is because there's a recognition from heaven mm-hmm. that there is a tearing of the soul. There is a grief that takes place yeah. when there is a breakup. Mm-hmm. And somebody say, oh, no, it was great joy for me when I broke up. I don't know anyone who yeah. hasn't experienced any pain yeah, come on. from a breakup. Mm-hmm. You know, if, right. if you experience no pain, it meant that being together was more painful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was pain involved. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And so there's yeah. a lot of unresol- unresolved feelings very often with the ex. And you need to forgive at some point. You need to apply the law of forgiveness so that in your mind, you can put that old relationship in the right place mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Give it the right priority, which is going to have a very low priority in your life. Very often people want to continue to, for instance, store uh, items from the uh, from the ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can leave it at my house. Then the person can knock on the door anytime and say, listen, yeah. I want my weight bench back. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what you've done? You have created a soul tie mm-hmm. when you got married, and now you have not broken the soul tie mm-hmm. by giving them all of their possessions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yes, you have to go to court to decide which is yours and which is not. But once you get to a place where it's decided, it's done, draw your line in the sand and be done with the fight. Mm -hmm. Be done with the fight. Mm -hmm. And if necessary, sometimes it is necessary to give over the possessions Mm -hmm. and get rid of the hate 
and to obtain or hold on to the peace. Now that's a word for somebody. Yeah, that's good. That's a word yeah. for somebody. Yeah, somebody has been holding on to items from the old marriage and in essence been holding on to the feelings associated, whether it be great love or great anger. Mm. And you need to give up the item so you can get rid of the hate. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a love there and there's a breakup and it's time for you to move on, just give them back the things. Draw your line in the sand and decide I'm done loving the one who refuses to love me back. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move on with my life. I forgive them. Mm-hmm. I forgive them for whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. for not loving me, for for not treating me right, whatever the case may be. I want to uh, get somebody. That's breaking soul ties. Yeah, somebody uh, actually, I heard it in my spirit. Somebody said, give me a scripture for that. Well, Hebrews chapter 12, 14, 14 says this, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Then mm. it says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest, watch this word, any root of bitterness. Any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled. Now, when you when you say things like pursue peace or, you know, breaking certain habits and certain soul ties, you know, what we're doing is we're pursuing peace because I don't want to keep turmoil and trauma and drama in my new relationship. Right. So what's best to do is to, to go our separate ways. You know, now that may not be as easy for some people. Right. And so I guess what we're really saying is that you have to forgive. Yeah. So that you can focus on your current yeah. spouse, yeah. your current situation. If you're still holding on back here, yeah. you'll never move forward. That's right. That's right. And forgiveness is a, you know, the thing of it is, is we say, well, God can't forgive me until I forgive. Well, you won't receive forgiveness until you learn how to forgive somebody else. And so, so go ahead and just forgive by faith and move on into peace. Yeah. And I, I know uh, some people say, well, how do I forgive by faith? You, you say it. Yeah, that's right. You say it. I forgive. That's your right. mouth has authority over your mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking mind over matter type thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking blab it and grab it type thing. I'm saying that. Your mouth has to convince your heart at times mm-hmm. or your your mind. You know, we say heart when we refer to the mind sometimes, but we have to convince ourselves by saying it yeah. until yeah. our heart, our, our mind catches up with the truth. Yeah. Remember, on. truth is foundational. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we're going to forgive our ex. Now, the second thing, and I want to move through this quickly is lower trust and higher expectation. Mm-hmm. Very often after we've moved out of a relationship, you know, a breakup, now the the new spouse has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we mm-hmm. trust them less because mm-hmm. of what we've wow. been through. Wow, preach. So you got to be, That's the good. new spouse has to be a 10, mm-hmm. but we're still mad at the two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So, you know, our, our so-called 10 can never be right enough to be right. Mm. And mm. nobody is that perfect but mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do moving forward? Well, number one, you date to establish trust. If you don't trust them, don't marry them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and this is a time of full disclosure. This is not a time to act like you're perfect so that somebody will like you. Mm-hmm. 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 
That's right. Come on. Don't act perfect so somebody will like you. And I like to come from the story of Ruth and Boaz Mm -hmm. for that. You know, Ruth didn't pretend to be something that she wasn't. Yeah, that's good. She was a a person who had been in a relationship. Her husband had died. She She was widowed. And she never pretended to be something she wasn't. She always, she was content, first of all, with being single. Yeah. She wasn't out there looking for a husband. That's right. She Come was on. out there looking for a better life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it meant not a, not having a better husband, she was okay with yeah. that. Yeah. That's you right. know? Yeah. Uh, it actually, it put her in a position where she was you know, at the bottom of the rung Mm -hmm. financially, Mm -hmm. but because she trusted God and she had made a decision, you know, to stick with her mother-in-law who was, you know, a Jewish, you know, faithful in the Jewish religion because she was faithful to the same God that we serve today. Mm -hmm. God blessed her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when, she met Boaz. This wasn't a time for her to pretend. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was a time for full disclosure. This was a time to be real. Yeah. And so when you date, don't pretend to be something you're not. Just be real. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and then the n- next wow. thing you want to wow. do once you found that perfect person or that perfect person who's perfect for you, then you want to have a new vision for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't keep living in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. Stop living in the past. It's hard to run your race when you're trying to carry a wheelbarrow behind you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to move forward in a vehicle when you're constantly checking your rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. Stop checking your rear view mirror. That's right. That's right. Stop that. Yeah. Now drive forward. Mm -hmm. That means have a vision, have a new vision. See yourself in a new place, in a different place. Somebody from your past might not recognize wow. you when you pursue a new vision, wow. but that's okay. You're not living in your past. Mm-hmm. You're living in your future. Mm-hmm. So dream a new dream. Now we're going to talk about non. Yes, I can see. Yeah, no, no, I just, know you real, have real quick, to just real quickly. Uh, when you was talking about Ruth and Boaz, I started thinking about Ruth and connecting with her mother-in-law. Um, her mother-in-law wanted to change her name to bitterness. She her was, own name. Her own name. Naomi. She, Naomi wanted to become Mara, which means bitter. Yes. And she wanted those around her to become bitter like her. Yeah. Because she had gone through so many things. But one thing I have to say about Ruth is while Ruth was around uh Naomi, she yes. didn't she didn't receive her same attitude. Mm. And you have to be careful. And I, I use that word carefully. You have to be careful of who you hang around yes. because bitterness breeds bitterness. Yes. And if you are around people that are broken and bitter because of their ex-spouse or whatever, don't let that rub off on you. You know, that 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 will cause you not to dream a new dream. That will right. cause you to get stuck in the past. And you won't move forward because you're so busy looking at everyone else's bitterness, right. which they want you to stay there. Exactly. Uh, there, there is a way, the Bible says, that God will give you the escape. Oh, absolutely. He will give you a way of escape and you don't have to buy into all of the bitterness that you're seeing in the world. You can be different. You can yes. you can have a new relationship. You can have a better relationship and don't base your your new thing on what you see in the past right. or and what you see in others. You know, there are times that your your strength, your uh determination, your decision. Yeah, that's right. To follow after Christ is strong enough be to strong overcome yeah. the shortcomings of your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, 
you can look at your relationship with Christ and look at the love that you walk in, the love of Christ that you walk in and make a decision that my love is strong enough. Yeah, that's right. To mm-hmm. bring my marriage. Listen to this. Faith yourself out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Believe God. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people are very quick to throw in the towel when marriage is not uh, yeah. going perfectly. Yeah, and right. let me just say, you know, marriage will Way always present challenges yeah but you know you have to decide in your heart my love is way stronger than this uh challenge that i'm facing that's right i'm way better than this Mm -hmm. in the respect that i have tapped into a supernatural force called love that's right love is not Mm -hmm. an an emotion that's good when in marriage you will go through things that are emotional and it can be emotionally draining Mm -hmm. but love is not an emotion love is a decision Mm -hmm. and once you've made a decision Mm -hmm. then you have to say this emotional thing i'm going through is not strong enough to pull me down or pull me out of the situation that god you know destined for me that Mm -hmm. he you know supernaturally made right for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so good and uh so yeah yeah, you know sometimes Uh, you're carrying your spouse yeah that's right. Sometimes you're the strength of your marriage. That's right. And I find that between me and you, when I'm weak, you're That's strong. Mm-hmm. That's it. And yeah. when you're strong, I might be weak at yeah. times, mm-hmm. but I can lean on you yeah. during and, those times. And that's and that's the terms of the covenant. You know, I want to, I know we're going to, our time is about up, but I want to tap into this next thing and pick up here tomorrow, uh, non-biological parenting. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to sit yeah. on this today. Yeah. Okay. But- the problem is this very often when you get a new marriage you're protecting the biological children Mm -hmm. from the non-biological parent Mm -hmm. yeah why why is this an issue because when you were dating you didn't establish that trust Mm -hmm. you didn't begin to trust your new spouse with your children and you might say well hey listen my, my my dad's in his 70s and we're all grown up Listen, even with grown children, there is a relationship dynamic that needs to be explored, Mm -hmm. even with the spouse. Now, you might not have a close relationship. In some situations, you don't have a close relationship with your parents' new spouse, but you should have a good relationship. That's right. And, you know, if you're the spouse who just married someone and your children don't understand, you still have a a responsibility to protect your new spouse from the children who might be bitter. Yeah, that's right. They might be bitter because now you're treating this new spouse better than you treated their parents, their biological parents. That's right. And so... Uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that tomorrow. Let's camp on this tomorrow. We uh, we love y'all. Listen, tonight is Wednesday night. Uh, again, it's Raymond Cafe. We're going to be here at 7 o'clock in-house. You know, you get in, might want to get here early because uh, we we have a packed house. Amen. Uh, it's going to be good. Also, watch us online. Yeah, I mean, you're the online crew, and we receive you. <laughs> Amen. And want you to be a part of this word that's going to go for tonight. Uh, we love you. We want to say... Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Great things are happening. We're moving into the great things and God is doing it. Shout restore because it's all coming back to you in Jesus name. Yes. And if you're going through any of these things, I want you to know 
expect great things. That's expect right. Expect to learn expect something new something today good. that's, that's right. going to cause your relationship to be better, that's right. not bitter. That's right. In Jesus' that's name. Good. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The, the Lord, Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We declare shalom and blessings over your life. And we declare that Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Be blessed. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Amen.